Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Camel, And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dun, 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 born to love. Hi, Scott. <laughs> the songs get better every time. How you doing, Ellie? I'm good. How was your week? Did you have a good one? I had a great week, but what I'm really excited about is this podcast. I've been looking forward to it all week. Me too. The podcast where we talk about everything that we love. I can tell you about something I loved this week, Scott. Brought me so much joy. Oh, lay it on me. Foam roller. Oh, foam rollers, like the things that you use in yoga? Yeah, I think you do. I don't know, because I don't do yoga. But yes, that cylinder that's made of foam. I've always seen them like, you know, at a gym or I've seen them at friends' apartments and I've never understood what you do with them. And they look to me to be like a total scam. They're not, well, hold on, just just to be clear, because I'm no foam expert. Okay. But for my own mind, you're not talking pool noodle. Oh my gosh. No, thank you for clarifying. No, a pool noodle is soft and noodly. And long. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. But yes, they're just very long and soft and noodly. And a foam roller is solid. Like you could hit someone with it and it wouldn't bend. And you could like roll your body on it, which is what it's used for. And it doesn't collapse. Okay. So I think I know what you're talking about. But you were ignorant. You've seen the light. And now you know what they do. I don't. Well, what do they do, Ellie? Okay. So because I do dabble in, you know, I like to run and I like to go on my stationary bike that goes nowhere. So sometimes my hamstrings get really tight because I'm old and they're, I don't know, tight. And so I I was Googling ways to loosen them. And time and time again, people keep recommending the foam roller, the foam roller. And I kept resisting it because I thought that there's no way this actually helps anything. I was at my parents' house and my dad, of all people, has a foam roller. So I like put my skepticism aside and I sat on the foam roller, like I sat my legs on it, and you just move your body back and forth over the roller as it rolls, okay? 
I mean, I can't demonstrate for you because this is an audio, you know. It's an audio format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can, am I describing it well? Yeah, I'm picturing it in my mind. So you're sitting, legs straight out, rolling back and forth like a log almost. That's exactly it, Scott. And I'm supporting myself with my hands. So my arms are weirdly getting like, you know, the strength workout. The relief I felt from the foam roller is not something I could describe in words, which is unfortunate since, again, this is an audio format. (laughs) It was such a huge relief, and it's so simple. Oh, my God. Is this a commercial, Ellie? No, 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 no. Big foam. Big foam better be sending us a check. I'm imagining now. I'm just trying to put myself in in that place, rolling on that log. Yeah. Is it like a massage? Is it like a leg massage? That's exactly it. And you can do it on your shoulder. Like, you could foam out any part of your body— And the thing is that it's meant to mimic a therapist's fingers. I can't tell if this is making me more or less excited about the foam roller because I'll tell you, this is is a podcast about things we love. One thing I do not love Uh is uh, a masseuse. I don't like massage. I don't like people touching my body. No, you're not alone. And that's when you say a foam roller sort of is like that, and it's making me, ooh, I don't like it. But on the other hand, if I could have the sensation of it without another person getting their grimy hands all over me, maybe... Maybe it's right up my alley. No, Scott, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're you're getting the same satisfaction and comfort that you would from another human being without the other human being. So I think that the foam roller is made for people like you. A- antisocial people like me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> afraid, right. Afraid of human touch. Yeah, then I have the product for you. Scott, I loved my foam roller, but do you know who I love even more? Who, Ellie? Our guest today. Our guest, the lovely, dapper, charming, wonderful friend of ours. Longtime friend. Longtime friend, first time guest. Tommy Dewey is going to be on our show today to talk about what he loves. We're excited to have him. He's a comedian, a writer, an actor. He was the star of Casual on Hulu for many years. And he more recently has been, I believe, on the second season of Perry Mason on HBO. When we come back, we are going to talk with the extremely lovely Tommy Dewey. We're back on Born to Love. We are here. We are so happy to be joined by our wonderful friend and fantastic guest, Tommy Dewey. Tommy, welcome to Born to Love. Thank you for having me. I think I'm too excited. You might have to calm me down. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to have problems because all, yeah. all, all of us are excited. We're just bursting <laughs> out of our seams with excitement. Yep. I know, guys. We go way back. So back. <laughs> so back. We go back 20 years? 20 years. It's 20 plus. Okay. I, I, when I graduated in 2001. 20 years. Yeah, but I'm wearing this young hip jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy looks really young on the Zoom, guys. Yeah. For those of you who can't see him, Tommy is like wearing this. Uh, well, it, how do you describe the jacket? It accurately reflects his age, which is young. He's wearing a right. really <laughs> hip jacket. Is this a bomber? I think it's a bomber. It's a bomber jacket. But it's got, just for the folks at home, it's got a <laughs> zipper on the sleeve, which is a lot of like adult jackets don't have. <laughs> are you meant to, are you meant to put something in it? Oh, hello, old British lady. Are you, are um, you meant to? <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is it like useful? Well, thank you for asking. I keep old coins in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it is useful. Okay, good. Yes. I keep my change in there. My change for the subway. <laughs> <laughs> Tokens. 
Uh, Tommy, so this is a podcast where we talk about the things that, that people love. Tell us, what do you love? What were you born to love? I love a lot of things, including you guys. Aww. But I love endurance sports. And this Whoa. is not just I've done a couple of marathons. I, I am a fan of these things. I find obscure screaming screaming networks. I'm a big fan of a screaming <laughs> network. Um, <laughs> but only the obscure ones, not the popular screaming networks. Right, right. Not you scream. No. Um, <laughs> no, I seek out, much to my wife's chagrin, I seek out endurance sports. I watch track and field year round. I read stories about these people. It, and it extends to like, Antarctic crossings, you know, every couple of years, someone tries to cross the Antarctic with like a sled and a bag of beef jerky and has to be rescued by helicopter. I love those stories. I'm subscribed to those blogs. So it probably doesn't reflect kindly on my psyche, but I'm obsessed <laughs> with this stuff. Well, first, I want to start with how many of these endurance sports have you participated in yourself? I've done a lot, a lot of sort of 5K, 10K half marathons. I think I've done... Uh, Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Not to, not, I'm not a hater. Cards on the table. Haven't run a mile since fourth grade. Okay, right. You ever run one mile? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Well, maybe on a treadmill, I suppose. I'm just exposing myself as a non-endurance sports guy. Oh, gotcha. That having been said, does a 5K count? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't want to be a hater. Doesn't really seem like you should get a lot of credit for a 5K. So, okay, I'd like to cut that out. So, oh yeah. So thanks for asking, Ellie. Um, so I've done. Handful of half marathons. I've done, I think, five marathons. I have done a half Ironman. What? And I've done a bunch of sort of crazy stuff in between. But 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 listen, there's people that have done, you know, there's some guy that ran a marathon every day for a month. And so I haven't done a ton. I do like running like a weirdo, and that's kind of an outlet for me. But the reason I'm here, I think, is because I am also a fan of these events. You're selling yourself short. Because you you casually mentioned you run oh a handful of marathons a half Ironman that is no none of those are small feats just to, to, not to butt in but you've done quite well because I've spoken oh, to you after some of these oh. marathons it's not you know, a marathon to me is interesting again as a guy looking from the outside but as far outside as you can get most people run marathons and their goal is to finish and right. and maybe their goal is to have a personal best if they're the kind of person who's you know run more than one marathon. But you, Tommy, I think that you're you're not trying to win, but you're trying to beat most people. Am I wrong about that? I, I'm trying to I'm trying to beat as many people in my age group as I can. At this age, it's about doing as well in your age group as you can. So Tommy, are you comfortable sharing your best marathon time? <laughs> hey, when else am I gonna get to do it? My best marathon time was in 2016 in Boston and I ran 258.33. Yeah. That echoed everywhere. That's incredibly fast, Tommy. Yeah, I've been chasing it ever since. Put it this way, I've I've taken it to enough of an extreme that I had to have surgery on my hip this year. <laughs> but you're young. But you're young. Listen, I'd like to ca I'd like to counter the young narrative for just a beat. Okay, here. all right. All young right, bomber right. jacket, yep. cool zipper on the yep. sleeve. I also had hip surgery. <laughs> Tommy, I didn't realize that. I mean, that doesn't lie. You're old. No, it's from running so much. It's from running so much. It might be. The surgeon told me it was bound to happen at, at some point. And he said, you're very young. <laughs> you're very young to be here. I've never operated on somebody this young. Uh, is your mother here? Because <laughs> we're going to need her to sign these forms. Parental consent. <laughs> Wait, Tommy, when did you start developing an interest in 
running a marathon. I, I knew you during college, and I don't think you ran any marathons in college. No offense. <laughs> I certainly did not. The marathon came pretty late. It came around 30, I think. Okay. I was a track and field guy in high school and briefly in college. And by briefly, I mean I had a locker in the track locker room and never showed up. That's it. Yes, that's it. You knew where it was. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I yeah. kept books there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but what drove you to enter your first marathon? And then I want to get to your like love of watching these sports. I think always sort of in the back of my head, I was like, it's kind of a bucket list thing. Okay. It seems kind of insane, but I'd like to to do one. I think that was maybe in the back of my head going, you know, way back to high school or something, but it just seemed impossible. And then I don't know. I was probably <laughs> I was probably unemployed between gigs or something. I, I think it was more of a mental health thing than anything. I Understood. I need to exhaust myself every morning so that I can get through the day. Feel like you did something. Yeah. Because Ellie, you've you've done, how many marathons have you run, Ellie? I mean, I've run one. And Tommy, unlike you, I don't think I'll be doing it again. One was plenty, maybe more than enough for me. I ran it in, and I think this speaks like, I don't know, it's like charmingly of me that I don't exactly remember my time. It was over five hours. Tommy's literally like leaving the podcast right now. He's like, a five-hour marathoner. I I did just vomit. I did. I did. <laughs> no, that's incredible. I mean, it's, it's especially for your first one. You did New York, right? I did New York. And it was, I don't, Tommy, this is what I want to talk to you about because like I, I liked training for it because I too was in between jobs and the difference is, yes, two young children. So there's plenty of work there. This was an escape from all of it and was helpful on a mental health level. But the actual marathon, I don't know, man. It's like really tiring. <laughs> it's really tiring, but the spirit around it is great. I Didn't know. did you feel encouraged about humanity when you were running through the streets of New York? Absolutely. I mean, I hit the highest highs and the lowest lows that I'm capable of reaching, I think, in those five hours. Those last six miles are bleak. They're bleak. And like you'll never know this, but like childbirth, you'd block it out. You're like, oh, I forgot how awful that was. But I mean, there were so many moments, right? Yeah, that is the thing about a marathon. You're right. I will never know anything about childbirth. I was just in the room like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're like, you got uh, this. <laughs> not not the birth of your own child, mind you. Just yeah. <laughs> Right. Also between gigs, I work. As, oh, yeah. Uh, I volunteer in maternity wards um, around the country. I just do bits. I'm just there for bits. <laughs> Talk about how you delivered like in, in two hours less time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a terrible presence. Hey, just so you know, no pressure, but the last woman popped that baby out in <laughs> under three. Uh, <laughs> to have a man telling you that, oh. Yeah. Three labor. Oh, you would appeal yeah. to like three fitness instructors and that's it. <laughs> um, Where were we headed with this before we took a left turn into maternity wards? Oh, oh we were talking about how bleak it gets. and the, Oh, I, I would say the thing about the marriage, like everyone feels like it should be your last. And, right. then a, and then a couple months go by and you think, yeah, I'm getting a little out of shape. I know. I'm getting, going a little, getting a little stir crazy. And yep. then, you know, you put another one on the calendar. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My sister ran a marathon. She went on a, a tropical vacation to Hawaii. And the person that she was with was like, hey, I got an idea. While we're in Hawaii, let's run a marathon, which seems like the perfect way to ruin a Hawaiian vacation. But that's just me. Just spontaneously? No, they, they trained for it. They trained for it during the va- for one week? No, they trained for it. Yeah, the way you're it. telling the story, I think she's getting there. She's a little hungover, uh, you know, on Sunday. <laughs> and her friend's like, I don't want to go to the beach again. Should we run 26.2 miles? They made the decision to run the marathon before, months before. Okay. So she okay. trained and then did it while she was on her vacation. And when I asked her how it went, she made what may have been the funniest joke my sister's ever made. She was like, well, on a scale of one to 10, it was a negative (laughs) 26.2. That's sharp. Let's get her in a room. Let's get Lindsay Eckert the props she deserves. Yeah, it just seems like suffering. Her thing was like, yes, this bleakness you described was the entire experience for her. And that's what I imagine it would be for me too. And Tommy, as a sport that is not you know, it can't really take that many twists and turns. I don't think someone would just get more or less tired as they're doing it. What do you enjoy about watching these sports? I think, I, I, well, I think that it's like such a pure test of will in a way yes. that other sports aren't. I think there's also a purity. I mean, like if you're at the top of the game, Eliud Kipchoge is the best marathoner of all time. He's probably making good coin off the gig. But for the vast majority, including a lot of pros, 
they ain't making money doing this. Right. So there is a purity to it that I think is is really cool. And there is strategy to it, especially in the marathon. The approach of going hard early and wearing out your opponent in the hopes that they tire before you do. They're saving it for the kick. I mean, there's all kind of little mind games that happen. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what makes me kind of a sicko. I think it's, you know, it's no, such a mental no. game. It's also the oldest. I mean, right? It's the oldest sport known to man, running. I mean, the legend is the first person to run the marathon was delivering some kind of message to, I don't know, a general. Yeah, no, it was the Battle of Marathon, a big Greek battle. It ran back to Athens. Well, Scott might not run marathons, but... I know my Greek history, guys. Somebody's read some books. Somebody's opened that <laughs> locker up in the track and field locker room and cracked open Tommy's book. Uh, 26.2 pages on the Battle of Marathon. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Bookworm! Well, I get that, and I'm I'm on board with it. I respect both of you, and and of course the professionals. What 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 is interesting to me is the same thing that that Ellie's fixated on is that there's a masochism to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but there seems to be a sadism to enjoy watching someone <laughs> else do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, some of these guys collapse across the, the finish line. But here's another thing I love about it. It's there's such a science to it. I mean, you know, their watches are vitally important. And I, and I think there's something cool about n- nothing better acquaints you with your own engine, right? Like how your body works. Right. Going from being well fueled and having gas in the tank to being an absolute puddle of crap just struggling to finish is a really fine line and the men and women that are best at it ride that line and and know their bodies so well that to me it yeah it's so primal and it's so basic and fundamental and i mean nothing humbles you more again i did run one and it like destroyed me it destroyed my insides i was way too arrogant going into it and i you know the whole thing is tommy they're like nothing new on race day nothing new on race day so i was like i'm just gonna have a gel with caffeine in it even though I've never had one my whole time. But I drink coffee, so I know what caffeine is. Well, anyway, it just destroyed my tummy. On the course? On the course, baby. Did you have to dodge into a Oh, every mile. We can edit this out. We can edit this out. Although, why? Give the people what they want. (laughs) Because what they want? (laughs) What they want is to know how much I shit my pants. But no, it was was like, it strips you. It just lays you bare. And so I connect with you on that. I don't know what's alluring about that, but it is. I think there's something about giving this like blob of flesh you're born with the ultimate test drive. Someone asked me like, why would you do that? And I was like, I I don't have a good answer other than it's like, let's see what this baby can do. Totally. You know, let's take it out on the Autobahn and, you know, (laughs) let's see what it can handle. Exactly right. (laughs) And by the way, also for the the people out there that are fans of the, you know, the Intel. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might also appreciate how impossible it is to function as a human for about three to five days after. 100%. Really hard to descend stairs. Yep. Eating's difficult. Yeah. That's what I was surprised by. And I don't understand how these ultra endurance athletes eat. Uh, you're, you're hitting on something else that I like. I'm kind of a gear nut. Like, I like. Like, what does this gel do? How does this oh, make me feel? Let me yeah. try these new super shoes, like this new watch. So, like, it's a gateway to that, too. Oh, oh, interesting. When you say the gear, you mean, like, the running gear. And the stuff you eat and, like, how you do the nutrition and all this stuff. It's just something to kind of nerd out on to take yourself away from your own 
existential crisis. Did you ever use those toe shoes? Those like five Ew. with the toes? No. Scott, like, Scott, could you sign off for a second? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, would you mind stepping out? No, those were big for a second. But running running a whole marathon, <laughs> I think I don't know what would happen to your feet. The longest I've ever run actually was before my wedding. And it was right when at the peak of those toe shoes. And I read that book, Born to Run, <laughs> about the yeah. native peoples who like run barefoot and are the best. And the most I've ever run was in the toe shoes. You're insane. The, the Funniest thing to me here is that on your wedding day, you're like, you know what? Haven't run in 15 years, but today's the day. I'm no, just gonna, no, 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 not just... my wedding day. <laughs> Building up to my wedding, getting oh, fit before okay. my wedding. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Although I have a pretty funny, this is a big giant departure, but I have a pretty funny wedding day story. Do you guys want to hear about my wedding morning? <laughs> I do. I would yeah. like to hear that. Yeah. All right. I'll tell it to you short. I was living with my now wife in an apartment and we didn't want to see each other on our wedding day. So she got a hotel room with her family and I went back to my apartment and slept alone, right? And I woke up a little hungover from the rehearsal dinner and was all by myself and ordered a Domino's pizza with chicken <laughs> kickers. Ew. <laughs> completed it. The morning it. of your wedding? Completed it. The morning of my wedding. Then I yes. go, I got married in Battery Park in New York overlooking the Statue of Liberty because I'm a, I'm a big Statue of Liberty patriot American guy. <laughs> you do love America. Dead serious. When I, when I was like, this is the greatest idea. I'm going to get married with a view of the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty Aww. over my shoulder. Now, this was many years ago, and they were still rebuilding Ground Zero. And my family was staying at a hotel right in that area. And it was hours before my wedding started. And I didn't want to be all alone in my wedding. I'd already eaten a Domino's pizza, which had made me feel a little ashamed of who I was. And I was like, Grandma, Grandpa, Mom, Dad, you want to hang out? And they go, yeah, sure. We're going to take a look at Ground Zero. You want to go? <laughs> and I was like... No, that's not what I want to do on the day I'm married. So instead, I went up and sat in a hotel room for hours alone. So that was uh, how my wedding day began. Well, what hotel room was this? Was this Vanessa's hotel room? Because you weren't supposed to see her before. I had my, I had my own hotel room. I don't know. This I story my... is full of holes. I no, know. it's true. I had, a, I had a, like a groomsman room or something. That's where I stayed and I watched the World Cup, which is bringing a full circle. I love oh athleticism, guys. Well, which do you think is more depressing? <laughs> Touring Ground Zero with your loved ones or sitting alone in the hotel? I'm not sure. You took yourself on a roller coaster on wedding day. But hey, it, whatever you did worked. It's endured. Yeah, I was just going to say it worked out quite well. You still lovingly wed to your wife of how many years now, Scott? <laughs> I'm laughing because we went from endurance sports to how long Scott's been married. How long has it been? How long has it been? No, Scott's divorced, but he still has a great view of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I have the wedding photos. I cropped out myself and my wife and just have Lady Liberty shining in the background. Oh, my God. It's true gorgeous. Bride. True bride. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid. Well, anyway, we're glad that you're still married. And happily so. Um, Bringing bringing it back to endurance sports. I want to know one thing I cannot relate to. I can relate to the running piece. I can relate to even climbing something. Or I could understand. One thing I don't understand is uh, trekking across Antarctica. I mean, I don't understand that. Now, that's something I would not do. I have no interest in doing that. But you like hearing about it and reading about it and watching it. Yeah, I do. And I think it goes back to that, like, uh, just just deep admiration for someone that would be willing to to do the, just the level of toughness that would take. And also, like, there's so few kind of frontiers in the world. And not that oh, Antarctica yeah. is one, but that feels as bad as close as you can get. But 
I always wonder about these guys, and we've all watched the same like rock climbing, mountain climbing documentaries, yeah. you know. Oh, love There's it. something. Love those. <gasps> Scott, oh, you like boy. those. Scott, were you groaning in a- ecstasy? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Scott, was that an orgasm? No, I, I was remembering that one free solo about the guy who climbed uh, whatever. Tommy knows it. That's Alex Honnold. Yes, Chai Vassarelli. I just know that I watched that and was terrified the whole time that that man was going to murder himself. <laughs> murder himself. That was a that was a terrifying. My wife did not like that <laughs> experience. No. No. I have a fun story about that. Very quick one. Watched that at the Telluride Film Festival. And at the end of my row was documentarian Werner Herzog. So I spent half the movie watching a legend of documentary filmmaking. I would love to watch Werner Herzog watch that movie. (laughs) What did he think of it, Tommy? Yeah, Tommy, what was his reaction? He had an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, He was groaning in ecstasy Yeah, he was groaning (laughs) just like Scott did In fact, we had to ask him to shut that up Could somebody somebody shut He was covered in popcorn Yeah Uh, (laughs) He lost control of himself So many Sour Patch Kids (laughs) He got Sour Patch Kids Milk Duds I mean, he went went so overboard On the effing snacks I was just like, stop unwrapping stuff This is not having the impact I wanted this movie to have you keep unwrapping candies. <laughs> he was lost. He was absolutely lost in his ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. The Werner, is it Werner or Werner? I'm sure my redneck ass said Werner, but I no, think if uh, you, uh, think you appropriately put a V on there. Let's go to the, let's go to Scott. Let's go to let's, our historian. Let's go to our, I, our, 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 <laughs> uh, I ran a mile in fourth grade, but I know it's pronounced Werner. <laughs> The Battle of Marathon, it's 26.2 miles to Athens. I did run three miles in toe socks once. You want to know what's cool about me? Eating pizza. Oh, boy. I married the Statue of Liberty. You know, I I don't date anymore, but my go-to line used to be about Lady Liberty. That always reels them in. (laughs) (laughs) what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
am comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wait, I have a question for you guys. Is that I'm not, and, and one reason I was excited to talk to you today, I'm not sure why the fascination. Do you know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. I know it has something to do with toughness and seeing people test the limits and like there's something to aspire to there, but it also might be... um I might be putting the quality of toughness too much on a pedestal. I have the same reverence, I think, for the idea of toughness. I feel like, oh, to have that quality, to be regarded as tough. And I don't know, Tommy, if you want to be thought of as tough or if you just admire that trait in others. Yeah, I admire it in others. And it's a more kind of an internal demon that I feel like I need to face. But why is it a demon? Isn't it good to be tough? It's not necessarily a demon, but it's like, it annoys me if I run slow and I'm getting older. Of course, I'm going to run slow. I mean, I I don't know. I think that there is a certain kind of, uh, you know, amateur runner that has a healthy approach that that is in good shape and goes out and runs. And if they do well, they, you know, they pat themselves on the back. And whereas I finished Chicago a couple years ago and my wife was ecstatic and, and I did pretty well. But I was like, nah, nah, nah. I lost at about mile 19. And she's like, can we just enjoy the rest of the day? You, you know, you just ran a marathon. Oh, Tommy, that is a demon. I, it's something I got to work on. Yeah. Yeah. I went from hailing you as like as someone who really has the right priorities to someone who frankly loathes you. No. Who's badly damaged. Yeah. Who, who, who really needs to, uh, Take a hard look in the mirror. No, I feel like, no. My, I was, uh, Tommy, I still admire it because I was surprised, frankly, that I wasn't more disappointed in myself. I was happy that I finished the marathon. You did great. You've only done one. I did oh, great. Tom, no, I didn't do, thank you. I did not do I great. think that you've both done great. Thank you, Scott. I'd like just to, just to say, as an outsider, that it disappoints me to hear that both of you have worked so hard and achieved so much in terms of at least finishing these things that, that to go through all of that and then be frustrated with oneself or disappointed with oneself, that's a tragedy. You're right. You're absolutely right. You put yourself through it for five hours and eight minutes about Ellie and then to get a push notification that's like, you slowed down. <laughs> or or right. Tommy, you, to not live up to your best time ever. Of sub three hours. I guess I understand people pushing themselves and whatnot, but I just want to say kudos to both of you and I think you should be proud of yourselves. Well, thank you. And I occasionally I'm able to feel that way. I should say this also. There's something about these things, whether it's crossing the Antarctic or, or marathon, your body can only handle so much of it. So the events are such huge human dramas. Like the pros do maybe two marathons a year, and it's really hard to stay healthy enough to do two. So think about getting second or third, you know, like right. all of those months and all that stuff. I mean, there's like a kind of an epic drama about it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the story of it. There's something epic about it. 
If if we were, and I'm not, you know, you guys, I did not go to medical school. I, it's a, what? It's, I want to debunk that right now. I did not go. Well, I, I didn't go betrayed. to medical school. No, I didn't. But I'm I, gonna have I, to change Wikipedia again. Again, <laughs> you're my Wikipedia keeper. By the way, please update my height. Some a hole friends of mine's got on there and made me three inches shorter than I am. Uh, oh, so. how tall are you? We say it right here. How tall are you? Well, I'm six one. I'd like to say just one more time, wearing a really great young hip jacket. And, yeah, and completed a marathon, uh, and your best time was two hours and what? 258.33. 258.33. Thank you very much. Uh, but on Wikipedia now, I'm 5'11". Oh. So two inches shorter. Two inches shorter. And also they have your marathon in there as like five hours and eight minutes. <laughs> but you're just like, you're mortified. <laughs> like, no, no, that was Ellie's. Hold on. Listen, you should ease up on yourself and be happy that you finished so well in the Chicago Marathon. But I do like that piece of you that's not happy or like in, in a human because it's just kind of a, you want to do better. And isn't that what we're all striving for? Well, and I think so. And in our business, like competitiveness is a little tacky. I mean, I am competitive, sure. but maybe it's sort of an outlet for that. It's the only yes. area in which yeah. I can just be sort of purely unabashedly competitive. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's so simple. There's nothing complicated about it. You either are running faster than that person or not. And the yeah. numbers don't lie. So I understand it appeals to that very basic primal need. Yeah. Well, if you had to sum up in a sentence, Tommy, you've convinced me. I think anyone who's made it through this is also convinced. <laughs> but as a sum up. <laughs> anyone who's endured this slog of an this interview. is itself an endurance sport. Oh, uh, oh God. Why don't you take us out and then we'll end with a little game that is much easier than running an Ironman or a marathon. Before we get to that, Tommy, any final words on endurance sports? I, I think I love in, endurance sports because they are pure test of will. They are available in a fun kind of supportive way to all of us. There is a marathon you can find to run. You don't need much to do it. A pair of shoes, some shorts. I recommend shorts. Don't run in jeans. <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Rookie mistake. I don't know. I think, you know, while we're here on Earth, give the old body a test drive. I really like that. And Tommy, you've helped me more than you know, because uh, I'm, I'm still a little bit in that running rut. So that's helpful to hear. Yeah, I just hope I make it back. I am signed up for Chicago in the fall. <gasps> so I'm hoping Marathon? that. Yeah. Tommy, that's great. You mentioned that at the end. That's crazy. Uh, that's well, because I was signed up last year and, I, and I, my hip got screwed up. So they let me punt my entry until next year. Even so. though you're only five foot 11? I'm running in the short division. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> short, young, cool division. Uh, all right. Thanks, Tommy. Stick around for Love It or Loathe It. Guys, we're back. And now, Tommy, we're going to play a lightning fast round of Love It or Loathe It. And in this game, we're going to pitch you different items, experiences, subjects. And you have to tell us if you love that item or loathe it. There's no in-between. There's no middle ground. You either oh love gosh. it. Oh or you gosh. loathe it, okay? Okay, okay. I'm sweating. So, all right, Tommy, uh, yes. love it or loathe it? Rocky, like the movies. Love. In fact, included it in my college essay. Remember the short essays in the Princeton application? Sure. Talked about Rocky. Oh, wow. So, Tommy, this love for, like, toughness, I mean, this started early. It goes way back. I know. I guess I think it's a. I think it's a problem. I think we need, as a society, we shouldn't value toughness too much. Uh, things like empathy are also important. Hmm. Fair enough. Loves Tommy loves empathy. He loves toughness and empathy. Yeah. Tommy, love it or loathe it. Pineapple on pizza. Loathe. Now we're getting to. Because you're a pizza lover, right? 
pizza lover. In fact, I thought about talking about pizza today, and maybe when I I cause the cancellation of this podcast, I will talk about it on your next podcast. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, I think it's disgusting. I think fruit has no place on a pizza. I mean, I could be proven wrong. I don't know. Do you guys like it? I think it's gross. I think it's super. It gross. was not about us. I, I happen to love it, but but it's not about us. Okay. Yeah. Easy answer. Easy loathe. Speaking of pizza, pizza connoisseur, love it or loathe it, Domino's. Possibly with chicken kickers as a side. I love it. I'm going to go love. Good. I lo- and and I, what I love more than that is that you did that on your wedding day before before skipping 9-11 and going to the um, the lonely hotel room to peer out at old Lady Liberty. Well, now every time you enjoy a Domino's, you can imagine lonely me. <laughs> I mean, the chicken kickers. The kicker is the chicken kickers. I love that you were like, you know what else? I want to feel a little more uncomfortable in that yep. tux. I'm going to throw in those chicken kickers. Uh, that's it. That's what I don't get, especially hungover. But it worked out well for you. Love it or loathe it, the Statue of Liberty. Love it. Come on. Gotta. Gotta do it. Domino's if you, if you, if you get a loathe on that, you need to call the FBI. If, some, <laughs> if one of your guests loathes the Statue of Liberty, Scott will just take him out. I, yeah. I, I can imagine how offended you'd be. <laughs> I, mean, I might be heartbroken, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Tommy, love it or loathe it? Foam rollers. Love it. Yes! Have multiple, multiple yep. different kinds of foam rollers in our house. And that, that applies even if you're not a fan of endurance sports. Get a foam roller, guys. I'm a fellow lover of a foam roller. I love it. It's it's like you don't need to cross the Antarctic to have one. Get in there. Release that lower back. That's it. I told you, Scott, you can do it on any body part. I Quads, you. Lower back, neck. <laughs> Can you do it on your face? You can do it on your face. Just like loosen it up. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Let the lactic acid be released. <laughs> Squirting out of your nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Privately letting it squirt out. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a true pleasure chatting with you, as it always is, especially hearing about what you love. Thank you for being here. We love you. I love you guys. I could do this all day long. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Denkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.